Heyo, you're listening to Edge Coach Quip, featuring our very own edge coaches and community, dropping knowledge nuggets to fuel your day. Hello, and welcome to episode 94 of Coach Quip. I'm Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Robin. And today we are talking about increasing your run volume. This is a big one. I think people don't always understand what goes into a kind of a full training plan. Um, they don't know why the numbers add up the way that they do. Um, more importantly, they don't know how to create it themselves, but then also what happens if they get behind. Mm -hmm. So we're here to demystify some of that, and hopefully some of it will stick with you, and then you'll look at your plans differently, and if you get into a little bit of a training pickle, you'll be able to figure out figure your way out. The biggest rule, simplest rule, is a 10% gain week on week. And that doesn't mean we'll talk about recovery um, weeks and cutback weeks in the bonus miles. But generally speaking, most plans will increase you about 10% week on week. Honestly, there has been some science to not debunk this, but say that we could actually go higher than that. Mm -hmm. um, lower, it's going to be usually just kind of too slow to make, too slow to make adaptations. Um, but you could, in theory, go higher. But I think that we we kind of hold the 10% rule so that we make sure that we build it slowly, right? So that if we're doing 30 miles in a week, the next week looks like 33 miles. And that way, we're not jumping from 30 to 45 when, if you listen to our last episode, episode 93 on strength training and, and, and why to fortify yourself and the gap between what our hearts and our lungs can do and what our bodies can do, um, that's when you are going to be really, really susceptible to injury. So keeping that 10% rule, while it might not always be a perfect 10%, is going to make sure that you don't increase too much in any given week. Yeah, there's a reason why our long runs in a marathon training plan usually increase by two miles right. uh, two, each yeah. week, one to two miles each week, depending on where you're at. Um, and there were so many parts of the last episode that I thought were great carryover here. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, episode 93, about strength training, go back and listen to that one. And then schedule a class at Edge. <laughs> and then schedule your strength training. <laughs> But there are so many carryover pieces from that that are so similar to increasing your run volume. And I think that that's uh, so important to take it slow to, for safety's sake. I mean, it, it really is a safety issue because the, we see the injury rates increase exponentially when we make those big gaps. Yeah. Uh, that can happen in a training cycle, but it can also happen when coming back from injury or starting a new training cycle. And it's just really important to remember patience, patience, patience. And I always think of things like strength training or even um, increasing volume safely as insurance, right? Mm -hmm. The last thing we want to do is get injured and be sidelined, not to mention the cost of being injured and sidelined emotionally, financially, all of time-wise. It's, it's not something we want to do. So think of being diligent about that volume increase as insurance to being able to have a successful season and a successful race. All right, so 10% is our rule for our quip, but we have a lot more details about safely increasing your run mileage in a marathon training plan coming up in our bonus miles. Stick around. All right, we're in the bonus. All right, this is where you're going to learn a little bit more about increasing run volume. Safely, smartly, effectively, all of the above. One important note is we will talk a lot about increasing, but we're not necessarily going to talk a lot about cutbacks. So generally speaking, do we need recovery weeks? We absolutely need recovery weeks. And depending on your cycle, and we'll talk a little bit more about training cycles in a moment, 
it's going to be either every third or fourth week, and you have to take recovery weeks. That is not negotiable. Um, as well, you will see tapers and reverse tapers. So a taper is where a two to three, sometimes four week period for very long things um, that we will gradually cut your volume down. And then a reverse taper is after the race on the reverse size where we give you some time off and gradually build you back up, assuming that you're leaning into something that you need volume for. Um, all of those things, recovery weeks, tapers, reverse tapers, they must happen when we're talking about run volume. If you run increasing volume forever and ever, you will implode. It will not end well for you. Um, so to coach Chris's point, you know, every two weeks, every th sorry, every three weeks and every four weeks, having that cut back throughout the season, very important. Remember this little adage, fitness only actualizes through the recovery phase. So whether that's we're lifting something heavy and we get micro tears, we have to give ourselves time to recover, to recover so for those muscles to come back together stronger. Same thing holds true with run volume. Fitness that gain in endurance, that gain in making sure, mitochondrial density, all of those things will only happen if we give ourselves this proper step backs we need in volume in order for those changes to occur. Does not mean totally pause on week four of, of recovery week and don't run at all. It means cut it back enough so that we can launch you into that next build phase. That is a super important point, and I feel a future episode about recovery days and recovery weeks coming Ooh. up during our marathon cycle. But for now, we're going to talk about increasing. So uh, one more time with your catchphrase here. Oh, fitness is only actualized through the recovery phase. Otherwise, it just becomes junk. Okay, now we can go on to increasing our run volume safely. So let's talk about a runway. We often have our marathon training cycles are 16 to 18 weeks, right? Um, what What... What is the difference between a 16 and 18 week cycle and would you do a longer cycle for someone? Yeah, you absolutely could. Uh, a shorter cycle is basically going to have probably longer sets of builds. So a three build, one cut, and it's probably going to also start with a little higher volume to start. So maybe your long run on that week one of a 16 week plan might be like eight and a 20 week plan might be like five, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If someone has lower overall volume, we're going to give them a longer runway to start. So, for instance, half Ironman plans, I've seen as short as 16 weeks. I'm sure there's some that exist even shorter than that. So that's where we're doing two, a one and 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike and a half marathon. Right. So a lot of moving hours. Um, I've seen them as short as 16 weeks. We have ours written at 26 weeks so that we're giving people a very long runway and a lot of time to maybe have two build weeks, one recovery week, so that we give them very gradual adaptations and really kind of stretch out um, those adaptations to maximize fitness and reduce injury. Those shorter training cycles, the 16 week, or I've even seen 12 week yep. blocks, uh, those are great for people who have just finished a reverse taper and maybe have already raced in the season. This For a second part of a season race, that's a great training plan and you'd have the volume there already. But for anybody who's coming into it, like you said, if you are on the lower side of your weekly overall mileage, or you're coming off of injury, you're coming back into uh, fitness, or you've been training for 5Ks and now you're taking on a marathon, you are gonna need that longer runway. And that runway period that we're calling it is just the gradual increasing of volume and a little bit of intensity maybe just to prime you and get you ready to start the real work. Yeah, this is, this is the probably most important part, if you're listening to this at the beginning part or you know a month before you're starting off any type of training, choose your runway 
smartly, right? Choose it, choose it, choose it based on where you're at, where you're coming from, and where you're going. And in those early weeks, you can add in cross-training to bridge the gap. So while your maybe regular run week might look like four or five runs a week, you can do two to three runs a week and add in some cycling or some swimming to help boost the endurance, uh, boost the cardio, and adding in that strength training to make sure that we're safely uh, getting to our starting point for yep. that real training cycle. All right, let's talk a little bit about how the heck, what do those builds look like, right? I know that in the first part of during the quip, we talked about that 10% increase. So it's very common. Let's say we have a perfect four weeks, right? Let's say we start at uh, 20 miles for the week. We would go to 22 miles and then somewhere around 24 and a half. And then we would cut back um, before we start that next build phase. That's a very linear, almost perfect little staircase progression that you see if you use training piece or final surge, you see that and you would ever schedule it out, you would see that staircase just kind of keep using that three up, one down. There is another way to do this, which is to effectively, let's say that we're starting at that 20 miles a week, where we would keep the same 20 miles a week for each week and then cut it back. Um, the way that this works, it's, it's kind of a catchy phrase, it's IIP. You would want to introduce the new volume, then you'd want to improve on that week and then you want to perfect it. Basically, we're going to increase the intensity. So week one, I do 20 miles. Um, let's say I do them all easy, nice and aerobic, mm -hmm. lower load on the body. First time doing 20 miles a week, I'm going to rock it. If that goes well, I repeat it a second time, but I give myself one intensity run on that second week, same 20 mile cap. The third time I repeat it, again, 20 mile cap, but I'm going to give myself two intensity runs or maybe color in some fun stuff on my long run of that week. Once I do that perfectly, then I can do cutback, and then maybe the next time I'm at 25 miles a week for that three-week build. So in a case like that, because you've done three weeks of building that volume, adding in the intensity, we can go up a little bit higher than that 10% in that next block. Yes, right? yep, and that's a great question, right? So this is kind of nerdy coach stuff, but it's a different <laughs> way that you might see plans out there. It's also honestly a really great way if you're looking to like ease back in, let's say you're on the right side of Injury Mountain, um, to do that where that first week is all easy and then we add in the intensity week on week. So important because patience, patience, patience. Again, we need to be so patient when we're doing this training I think that there is this idea that people want to increase the volume so much so quickly. And especially if they're in that spot where they're just coming off of Injury Mountain. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, you know, that, that they want to see the progress of making the yeah, mileage they're increase. they're eager. Yeah. Very eager. And, and we have to understand that accomplishing the 20-mile week and then the 20-mile week with intensity and then multiple intensity sessions, that is progress. We have to measure progress in as many ways as possible, right? Measure success in as many ways as possible. And it's not just about going 20, 22, 24, 26 miles per week. It's not just about your mileage. It's also about the, the actual sessions that you're doing within the weeks. And so just remember that we have to be patient and that your training plan might not look like somebody else's training plan, depending on who your coach is, depending on what you're following. And, and we all have to follow our own plan. Um, I know we talked about the staircase a little bit. Mm -hmm. What happens, or th which goes back to the 10% rule, right? Or if we're doing the introduce, improve, and perfect. What if you do fall, what if life gets in the way, you're not injured, life gets in the way, and you're heading into a training week, but you didn't get your prior week done, right? So you got a three-week build, let's say. Week two didn't get done at all, or was really, really not what it needed to be. 
Do we cram in week three? Do not cram. Let's repeat that. <laughs> Do not cram Do your not training. Do not cram. So for me as a coach, I like to either keep people at that second week and have them redo it or modify that third week, but I'm definitely not going to increase the intensity or the volume in a way that makes too big of a gap from what they had just accomplished. So that's, that's my perspective on it. I always have athletes, and this is part of my uh, intro with my athletes is, listen, if you miss a session, I do not want you doubling up on the next day. And there are certain cases where we can move things around, but there's, you don't have to start doing two a days because you had three bad days in a row. That's a, that's a communication thing between the athlete and the coach, but it's also about being smart. Like you will just not get the benefits of any of those training sessions if you overdo it. Right. And always just think if it's supposed to be a staircase, you're not going to, and you missed a step, are you going to go up three steps? No, you're going to go up one, maybe two, right. And then you're going to need to take a little break before you start climbing again. So it's always better again than ending up injured or in the hole. It's insurance, insurance, insurance. And we would rather have athletes show up a little undercooked yes, than, than totally overtrained or injured because they tried to cram things in. So undercooked, meaning you missed a couple of sessions or maybe you're not at the point where we want you to be, but you can still accomplish that race. Overcooked is you're not starting or you're going to be injured when you do it. So that's the perspective that you need to have on that. Um, it's just about being smart. All right, this goes back to that adage of we would always rather have you 10% undertrained than 1% overtrained because going back to the beginning of this quip, this entire podcast, fitness is only actualized through the recovery phase. So if you never recover, you never get to use that fitness. If you overtrain, you never get to use the fitness, right? It just kind of goes into a bucket. You never get to carry it with you, right? So making sure that we are erring on the side of being maybe a little bit more cautious as we ease back in or climb back up is always going to benefit us, benefit us long-term and we'll actually be able to use the fitness on race day. I'm glad you're here to do the math. <laughs> the, oh. the 10%, the 1%. Let's talk about more math, the rule of thirds. Oh, I love this one. Um, this was one from Alexi Pappas's coach um, that she wrote about in Brady. And I think it's fantastic because especially newer endurance athletes, they don't always take into consideration that as we're increasing volume and probably increasing some intensity too throughout many, many weeks, maybe in a very hot and humid climate like it is here right now in Chicago, we are not going to feel good all the time. We are stacking bricks. Stacking bricks doesn't always feel good. So the rule of thirds goes like this. If you are in a build phase or, you know, in a training cycle, and this really can be during a build week or recovery week or any of the above, you will feel really good, like pretty darn good about a third of the time, 30 workouts, you're good to go. A third of your workouts will be like, all right, I did that, right? Yeah. Check the box. It went green. Didn't necessarily give it a super happy face and training peaks. And then a third of them will feel like garbage. If you are in a training cycle and that is happening, good job. Those are good indications that you're increasing your volume effectively. Let's say though, that stuff gets skewed. Let's say all of a sudden, all of your runs feel really, really good and then you have very few that are mediocre or low, that probably means that you could increase your pacing a little bit, right? You could increase your intensity a little bit. You're not necessarily taxing your system enough. What we see more often though, is where it tips in the other direction where over a third feel like garbage. And in those cases, you are doing too much. So you need to dial back your volume a little bit, dial back your intensity a bit, get back to where you get those equal thirds before you start another build. Even if you don't feel like garbage all the time, 
if you find that you're hitting a plateau yes. in, in your paces, in your training, in your feeling, whether that's neutral or negative, that's another good opportunity to look at how you're building and are you building too much? Are you adding too much? And are you skipping those rest days and rest and recovery weeks? Yeah. And also making sure that the thirds are happening kind of in a cycle, right? That you're not hitting like a total streak where they all feel like garbage because that's another indication that you've recently flipped into an overtraining status. Yeah. All right. So increasing volume. We've thrown a lot of numbers out. We should probably in the notes tell them to bring like something to take notes. Right. <laughs> you need a calculator, a notepad, and yeah, you're, you're, you're thinking brain on this one. Well, starting off with the quick, our standard rule is the rule of 10% and increasing your overall mileage 10% each week. Second, which is really important, is to choose your runway according to where you are, your current volume, injury state, fitness, all of the above. You want it long enough where you can build, and yes, taper, recover, reverse taper, all of the above, but um, starting really where you are safely able to begin. There are a couple of ways to do this. You can use the staircase method where you are increasing by 10% for three weeks and then taking a cutback week. Or you can do the introduce, improve, and perfect method, which is a block of three weeks of the similar um, mileage, but introducing intensity over the course of those weeks. And last but not least, the rule of thirds. Don't you forget, you're supposed to feel good for a third, okay for a third, and maybe not so great for a third. That means that you're increasing your volume correctly. All right, that's it for this episode of Coach Quip. I don't even know which one is next, but you know it's going to be good. Keep <laughs> tuning in. <laughs> Bye, guys. Safely increase that mileage. Out there. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Coach Quip. Original music performed by Mend. Follow us online on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Edge Athlete Lounge. Our podcast lives in the blog section of our website. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and you can check out the show notes for additional ways to contact us. Ready, set, onward we go.